Bible says the message of the cross is foolishness. 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 Foolishness to those that are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Guys, what is going on? This is Brian Sumner. Welcome to the Foolishness Podcast. I know it has been a couple of weeks. I've been out on the road in Arizona. God was moving. I mean, marriages, ministering, people confessing Jesus is Lord. I was in Texas last weekend, and I've got to boast. Paul was always boasting in what Christ was doing in him. Flew in. We did a marriage event, um, a couple in their 60s, divorced. She was driving to another church, listened to the service, she invited her ex-husband to go to the night service. They listened to it, and they had decided we had gotten divorced on unbiblical grounds. How's this? And they were going to get remarried just because of the way the word was shared that day, and God had spoke to their hearts. So praise God for that. We did an outreach on Saturday, and many skaters confessed. Church service Sunday, but today... I'm excited to have a good brother on. You're going to be encouraged. You're going to be filled and spoken into. So, Pastor Sean Mandoli, lead pastor, plan of the church, longtime skater, husband, dad, um, very Italian. How's it going, man? What are you up to? <laughs> uh, going well, man. It's an honor to be here. Uh, thanks for having me on, man. It's good to see you again. I know it's been a while because we had like the COVID stuff and I think you guys came by one day to either get some stuff off my wife or we yeah. kind of hung out on the lawn. But yep. man, you've been, I guess, you know what? I guess I'm going to kind of frame this all because this is just us yeah. hanging out. Uh -huh. But people all the time talk about skate ministry. We'll mm -hmm. jump into your skating and how you came to faith and the rest. But you mm -hmm. are lead pastoring. I mean, you're overseeing a flock and you're right there in the midst of the chaos in L.A., so what's just going on with you? What are you doing today? What's happening? Okay, yeah. So um, yeah, just currently right now, I'm actually in our community, our building right now, our facility, mm -hmm. Hopeland Church. Um, this is where we record, we pre-record our online gatherings. So mm. I just finished recording for this Sunday, record yep. kind of early, which is nice. So I get to preach twice a week. All right. <laughs> I record it and then I preach in person. Amen. The same message, so it's a good way to study and meditate on the word. You just preach yeah. it. Before. Yeah, but no, you but, do that to yeah. record it so it can go yeah. out live. But you also want to be live in front of people for whatever God does. So yeah, it's it's as a result of COVID, we pre-record because wow. we have a number of people in our community that still do not gather in person. Mm -hmm. um, they have actually they were we have people that were on our worship team that are kind of sketched out being out in public still. Wow. So they actually are like our online hosts. So they host our online gatherings we do on Facebook and it's mm -hmm. all pre-recorded. Yeah. It's the same message as in person, but uh, we pre the reason we pre-recorded is because streaming live is a beast. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we'd rather do something with, uh, with the highest quality we can do it within our re means and resources. Mm -hmm. So pre we pre-record and we've been doing it for the last year and a half now. So um, what you're saying is rather than shame those who won't go to church or be only for those who yeah, want to, yeah. you've got to pastor them and meet them where they are. Some people have right. had loved ones who were sick. Some are, oh, yeah. whether it's yeah. fear I mean, or not. Yes, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're in the midst of LA County where there's all kinds of different restrictions. I mean, where are you yeah. in LA? What part? Uh, we're on the east side. So we're in a small community called Boyle Heights, historically hardcore um, gang environment. Um, obviously, it has changed. I mean, since the 80s and 90s. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, we're in the inner city. So we're in inner city 
right on first street. Um, you go outside our door yep. and the LA skyline, you could walk to downtown from here. Wow. So we're right here. Um, Amen. and yeah, LA, obviously <laughs> bigger restrictions. Yep. And then when you go inner city, LA, it's even a little more intense. So, yeah. um, but yeah, we're still, we gather in person. We've been yeah. gathering in person for a while and we go, we are online as well. Like, cause we are pastoring more than those that show up here. And that's the way it is now. You know, people yeah. always say, well, why are people online? Why are people using the internet? Well, Paul, I believe the Apostle Paul would have used everything. You know, I heard Luis Palau one time and he was, you know, 85, about to, he passed away only last year. And he said, you know, there's those guys looking through their phone, looking for boobies, and they see you online and you're preaching Jesus. Right. Get them, Jesus. So I'm like, right. you know what? Yeah. Do it all. But, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. My, my methodology is... Um, Mm-hmm. whatever it takes yeah <laughs> the pastor yeah. reach people disciple them but personally as a person yeah i mean i i'll we'll do it all but i really have a high value for being there with people amen connecting worshiping in the same space yeah. together like yeah so but yeah we'll do where all this began that's what we did i mean you yeah, know, yeah. the shepherds were amid the right. sheep and we right well, so I'll say all that to kind of have people say, here's where you are and what you're doing daily, but this isn't where it began. I mean, it began somewhere where you would have, just like me, I mean, the last thing we probably expected ever to be doing in 2021 was sitting here talking about Jesus. So yeah. you, to me, when I was 13, 14, 15, I already knew who Sean Mandoli was. I already mm-hmm. seen some of the real ads and the real clips. And even a guy called Paul Rocker Robson, who was a vert skater in England, was a professional at Wakefield in Leeds. He sold me a Sean Mandoli board one time for oh, wow. 25 pound. The one with like the fork, it was like blue and it was all twisted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like this graphic. So I wrote that. But so help us just understand you were born where... You got into skating and set the tone for how you ended up riding for real skateboards and, you know, who you were around then. It's a big deal, really. Yeah, it's, it's cool. I mean, I, I'm stoked to kind of literally be where God literally put me geographically and around mm. who. So, yeah, I was born and raised in the Bay Area. I was born in South San Francisco and then raised mostly in San Jose. So I'm from San Jose. Um, mm. Grew up there skateboarding. So um, <clears throat> just to kind of backpedal to my early childhood just to kind of give you context of when I got saved. But I, um, Brian, and I think you know some of this, but I grew up in, I did not grow up in the church or in a church environment at all. Yeah. Um, I was smoking weed and drinking beer when I was six years old. (laughs) It's kind of crazy. (laughs) But my stepdad, this is my environment as a child. Okay. We were, me and my siblings were sexually molested, abused Mm. as children. My stepdad was giving us pornography. I mean, literally mentored in the most twisted, dark way that a child could be raised in. So that's, you know, as a result of that, court cases happened. Um, my uncle socked him in his face, knocked him down the stairs. Like, so, you know, and I was like, yeah, Uncle Mike, you know, yeah. <laughs> at the time, at the time. <laughs> uh, but, you know, just kind of that, kind of wild, uh, all mm. kind of got, you know, my mom had all kind of man friends coming in the house, coming and going. So <clears throat> wow. grew up in that environment, pretty twisted. And then I moved uh, in with my biological father because it got mm-hmm. a little crazy there. And that his marriage was very uh, rough. Uh, they were fighting all the time, police over the house all the time. Sometimes the same cops would come a second time. It was all domestic dispute, dispute yeah. stuff. My mom, my stepmom, and my dad wow. fighting and just 
It was so my whole childhood. So the craziness of the molestation as early childhood up until the age of six. Yeah. From the age of six to um, high school, my home life was just pretty crazy. Um, I didn't know I'm, it I'm, got that bad. I didn't know there was like molestation and oh, yeah. I heard you talk yeah. about it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that goes for all of me, my brother, my sister. That's yeah, we were, hmm. that's the, that's what happened to us. Um, so yeah, I would come home from school. We're talking first grade. And, you know, when you, you know, kids now, my kids, they have an after school snack. Our after school snack would be like some food and a beer. Wow. Like at first, like he, so I wasn't like, I, as an early child, I don't yeah. remember going, man, I want to get stoned. But he literally showed us how to smoke weed. Cigarettes would give it to us, like light wow. it and show us and open up pornography for us. Crazy. Like, hey, check this out, boys. What age like, is that? Because obviously coming uh, from England. Yeah, okay, like six. I was six. So first grade, grade one. Wow. Um, kindergarten. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So as a kid, you're like, oh, this is this is normal. Or yeah. no, you know it's kind of weird, but you're like, you know. Yeah. So we I'd steal I was in first grade, I was stealing weed from him, giving it to the older kids in the neighborhood, like mm. uh drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but a lot of kids don't know what that is. I mean, even for Jude who's eleven, he's asked some of the questions about, you know, how a baby's made all the rest, his friends will try and talk about it more. But did you notice you going to school and being around people, you just knew the stuff that some kids were like, I have no clue what this is, you know, because it's so foreign, right? But you are in that area, so. Yeah, it was wild. I mean, when I got a little older, even being, when I moved in with my dad, my biological father was a good man. I mean, hmm. He's passed away now, but he was a good man. My This was my stepdad that did this to us. Yeah. But even my biological father being married, my stepmom, the, the way they fought, it was very shameful to like because i'm from the suburbs man you know so yeah. when you're in the suburbs you're like in what they would call like oh this is a safe neighborhood but our house was not safe like so yeah. cops coming over our house it was like everybody knew everybody saw so it was something i tried to hide and i remember yeah. teachers in grade school going are you okay like and i'm like why are you asking me that like it made me feel yeah. weird because maybe they could see i you know, as you a just kid, suppressed you know, it all. Yeah, yeah, maybe there was something they, the teachers were like, okay, this this kid isn't okay. <laughs> like I don't know, I don't. But I remember going, yeah, I'm fine. Like, why don't talk to me like that? You're, yeah. So it tripped me out. So, um, mm. and the reason I say that is because, uh, you know, as I, you know, go along with my story here. Yeah. That 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 was tormenting. I mean. You know, I, there was a lot of identity stuff going on in me. Why did this happen to me? Why do I have this kind yeah. of pent up rage like this? Yeah. You know, if somebody pushed my buttons, it was an element of I'd get kind of scary. And it's like, man, is that because I was, you know, what happened to me? There's yeah. this dark, you know, because I don't see any of that. I see you as super calm, collective, like a loyal, honest person with integrity. If someone's like, hey, tell me about, you know, Sean <laughs> Mandolio, be like, oh man, right. he's legit. Right. So that's all well, going on. Yeah, well, I'm just saying that because I remember a guy coming to our church and uh -huh. he said, Brian, I'm in my 40s, I'm married, and I struggle because as a younger man, I was molested. So as I went to school, I would think about the people that was around me who were my age and us acting out the things that adults were doing to me. And he said, now that I'm older, I've had all these thoughts and they haunt me. You know what I mean? So it's almost yeah. like I remember being a teenager and mm -hmm. thinking, okay, how do body parts go together? What happens where yeah, you yeah. got forced into it, probably pushed it down. The teachers are like, this kid's got a little bit too much edge. 
And so San Jose, <laughs> yeah, though, exactly. were you around like Solomon and Simon Woodstock or how did it yeah. go from? Yeah, from there. Yeah. So um, so me and my brother, uh, kids in the world, no church, crazy home life. So hmm. we got into skating and junior high. We're talking 87, 86, 87. Yeah. Um, and uh, my brother was actually got pretty good and I just stuck with it. And then we, you know, that was kind of like our retreat. We'd go out to, to skate. And so back then too, I think skate community was very small. Yeah. And so, yeah, I started. So just to give you context of maybe who people in the, in the world of skateboarding might know, like, uh, just so you could see who yeah. I gravitated towards. So I went to middle school with with some skaters, uh, Tim Brosh, he was in middle wow. school with me, hung out with him a lot. He, him and his dad actually brought me to my first skateboard contest hmm. when we were just kids. Yeah. Um, Tim got second in his division. I got second in mine. Jaya Bondaroff won his division, won wow. Tim's. Because Tim was like advanced and I was like beginner. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. the little guy. This is the so, SMA Santa Cruz days and sadly No, this is guys. before sponsorship. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is like just kids. This is junior Crazy. high. This is like not even high school yet. Yeah. And Tim Brosh was, he was a ripper. Like he was really good. So anyway, that's kind of early. Yeah. And then um, me and my brother, uh, Zari, we, we, in this other neighborhood outside of our neighborhood was where Solomon, Jason Adams were from. And we connected with them. And this is junior high too. Not in high school just yet. Mm. Nobody sponsored. We are just skaters. And so- a lot of, and so there was that crew. And then if some of you that know San yeah. Jose, 90 skating, Edward DeVera lived on the east side. Yep. There was also Spencer Fujimoto who lived in the area. He was young, younger too, a little younger than me. But those, what happened is, you know, kids grow up, everybody in the skate community, a lot of them started partying more than skating. Mm -hmm. So those that kept with it kind of gravitated yeah. to each other. So there was a moment there where it was like, Spencer, Edward, Jason Adams, Solomon, me, and we, that was a crew right there. And then wow. Tim Brosh was there, um, who are, I mean, and Jaya, Jai Tanju was also skating with us. And he's like been a photographer in the industry yeah. for a while. He's another one. I know all these was, names, all these people. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, just gives you industry context. Mm -hmm. So here it is. So we're talking uh, 1992. Mm -hmm. 1992 there was a church in san jose that put a skateboard ramp in it a legit half pipe mm -hmm. it was like 20 feet wide maybe four feet high <laughs> and it was like this was pre-skate park era yeah so we were street skaters and there were two parks in all of northern california derby mm -hmm. and benicia mm -hmm. which were just kind of grimy parks random anyway. bumps yeah it was like cool but nose blunt stuff but yeah. nothing and, and then the san jose warehouse but it was a warehouse to us we wanted to be on the street so we skated the warehouse too. But anyway, this church became like a legit spot. But the way to skate the ramp is you had to go to their Bible study. So I remember being in the parking lot, smoking weed with Tim Brosh, like, okay, we got to go to a Bible study. Let's spark up before so we can tolerate this weird church environment. So, and I remember some friends were like, dude, you shouldn't be smoking weed in the parking lot. And I'm like, I, like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> like, I wasn't trying to be cool. I just, in my mind, I didn't know, like, even them, they're like smoking with us. Like, we shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't even have a conscience like that. I'm like. Crazy. But you so, weren't raised in any kind of church setting then, not at all? Like, was, did you any of your parents believe or no? Nah, it was just, I mean, they were just smoking weed, partying, uh, fighting each other. So, <laughs> or getting Crazy. drunk. So, uh, not like. 
I remember getting food from a church. Yeah. You know, like, but that was it. Wow. So we would go. Solomon actually brought me or told me about it. And they're like, yeah, we're starting next week. First time I go, I'm with Tim Brosh and some some other heads. Yeah. This dude named Todd Ferreira. And we were just got high as a kite and went into this weird, like, church room, you know? And it's like, (laughs) they're like reading the Bible. We're like, this is so weird. Like, so this is what the kids are thinking when we go minister at the skate park. Yes, that's the exactly. Li- and, and what I they're know thinking, this, dude. but I'm joking. So those <laughs> yeah, yeah, listeners yeah, are like, yeah. just so you know, that's exactly what is happening. Yeah, yeah. So this became a legit spot, though. So it's mm. not like so we tolerated the Bible study because the ramp was solid. Everybody yeah. went. Like it was like Wednesday nights. So like Matt Eversall, I went to high school with him. Mm-hmm. He was there. Simon, Jason, Solomon. Solomon yeah. actually has a two-page spread in Transworld from that ramp. So I've seen the ramp. That's what I was yeah. saying. Surely, because yeah. I remember later when they get sponsored. Was that a Calvary sponsored. Chapel? Okay. Yes. And listen, why did they have it? I mean, were they It was already- an outreach. It was this dude named Ron Powers. And I've he wasn't even like a gnarly skater. He just, I think he was part of that youth ministry. So it became this spot. Like a, we would show up, be high, skate the ramp, say what's up to the youth leaders. And skate the ramp, like, and go to their Bible, like, go to, like, the youth Bible study. Would they and only it, let you skate when it was ministry night, or could you just go? No, no, no. Yeah, it was it was set night, so, which was, yeah, it was what it was. And mm. so, yeah, it was the spot, man. I love skating. I mean, everybody skated there. I'm going like, to have to go back to some of the old, like, SMA or something videos and look for that ramp yeah, and see. Yeah, there's some footage. Somebody posted it of yeah. Tim Brosh skating it ripping yeah. and i was like there's that ramp what wow. a trip he was <laughs> ripping too i was like dang he was probably stoned too but, but um, you remember anything that anyone said while you were there that stuck out or did god bring okay. it to mind years later you know well, no 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 okay so i i'm a junior in high school it's 1992 maybe even it started in 91 yeah so maybe in that summer we're like ooh, this this ramp's over here so we start going so just imagine my, I'm in 11th grade, I'm a skater mm-hmm. and I am sponsored at that time. I got yep. sponsored as a freshman. Grade nine, I was sponsored by Venture. Then I got on Dogtown. Then Think started out of Dogtown and I was on that mm. team. Me, Sam Smythe, Nick Lockman, Ronnie Bertino, uh, wow. Carl Watson, Jason Adams. We were the Think team. And then I was hanging out with Solomon and I just liked real and Solomon was like, dude, like, come mm-hmm. on over. So he's like, so just, you know, quit, think, don't say nothing. And then we'll put you on. Cause they were owned by the same people. Like, and wasn't it Greg Carroll who was doing Greg Carroll hooked us up. Me, yeah. Jason, Edward, like w- Edward was on Dogtown back then. Um, so yeah, Greg Carroll hooked San Jose up back then. Wow. Like I, from venture Dogtown, think all that. Wow. So I, I mean, yeah. He opened the door. Thanks a lot, Greg. Greg. Yeah, I see him Greg online Carroll. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Greg Carroll, dude, because he put us on. And just yeah. for those listening, that's Mike Carroll's older brother. Yeah. yeah so. so he that he's the man. Brought us into the city and just mm. co-signed us in there. Mm. Period. De- and end of story. Mm. And yeah, and then Jake Rosenberg filmed all of us. Then so okay. Jake Rosenberg was. Uh, did the first think video filmed it filmed the 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 unreleased dogtown video 
Um, I had gotten on Think by then. Mm-hmm. And then also I was on Reel by the time the Think video came out. So, but those early years there, that was all Jake Rosenberg filming us. Um, and I've been talking to him online line at really? times because when I'm around certain people, I ask about Mike Ternaski. And obviously yep. he became very close because he filmed all the Plan B videos. You know, one of the mm-hmm. first videos I really saw and gravitated to was Questionable. And I always look at those guys, you know, like Danny, Colin, people that were around Mike, Sheffy. Like, man, he imparted a lot of faith in those guys because he was just dependent yeah. upon the Lord. I even heard on a flight back from somewhere once, it might have been, well, I don't think it was Christian. I think it was Danny. He even said, hey, I'm good with everyone. You know, I made all my wrongs right. You know, I, I, I'm just praising jesus basically and then sadly he passed sometime after so you're in this crew it's blowing up you're unreal what ends up happening next you know it's okay so i'm skating at that skate church i'm unreal as a as an in 11th grade i got unreal in 91 so i'm on real at that point sponsored doing my thing and then summer of 92 right before grade 12 i start because i was at that at that church and i'll be mm-hmm. honest with you i like prayed the prayer solomon a god led mm-hmm. me to the lord yeah solomon okay. was fired up right I hear yeah so, so much. i would he'll even tell you the story i was at his house we're going to that skate church and i'm processing it all and but i'm like dude i'm not trying to be like a christian or whatever but he's like dude so I remember getting on my knees in his room and him leading me in the sinner's prayer. And then we go skate this spot right down the street. It's these, we call it alpha beta. I don't think it was alpha beta anymore. It's like Lucky's or something. And I was still just flipping out, cussing, screaming right after mm-hmm. I prayed the prayer. Like, so whatever. But, yeah. but that was an initial seed of me. Possibly was, saved being sanctified. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm just glad I... I, I've grown since then. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You but finally stopped was, swearing. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, like cause and then and then I still struggled, man, like with a lot of stuff, bro. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. so I was trying I was like, man, I want to do this, but I was, I mean, I had a lot of dark stuff that just didn't. I did it wasn't like you hear stories like Krishna Soy, like he gets saved in prison and he instantly is delivered of everything in one day, one minute. And, and forgives the guy who got him in prison. I mean, right then, like, yeah, like that. I'm like, but you're dang. saying you had that conviction. Like you're saying you said the prayer. Yeah. Like, enough to I make a this. step. Yes. Wow. But not, my lifestyle didn't show it. Hmm. So I'm not here to make a theological statement. I'm just saying that's literally my journey. So was I saved? Not, I mean, I, I, I hope, so. you know, God yeah. obviously revealed part he of was himself doing, to you. Yes. He was doing it. He Yes. So my journey, that's my journey. So, but it took about a year, bro. All the Calvinists are like, wait a minute. He he prayed a prayer. I heard of a massive conference with over three to 500 people, very Calvinistic, um, you know, and I have brothers and sisters and everything. But as the guy started a sermon, he was going to preach on altar calls. And he literally said, how many of you who mock altar calls came to faith at an altar call? And he said, over half the room did we were at a yeah. skate park last week and people confessed. The mm-hmm. pastor went back, what, yesterday? He was messaging me this morning, Brian. I ran into kids who last week were high as a kite. We had yes. that event. We shared the yeah. gospel. They were crying to me last night saying God did something. So we don't know. We proclaim the truth. And as long as the gospel goes forth and we love on people, some plants, some water, God gives the increase. We just do our part to keep engaging them. So Solomon yeah. Agar. Jesus Christ, you had this encounter. You're still running around being a bit wretched. Okay. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. But this is, this is wild. So, so I was at that church for a year 
like mm. skate church. We call it skate church. And then it's, it's hard to explain, but I started to change. And I wasn't like, I'm a believer. Jesus is Lord. Like mm -hmm. you could ask my friends, man, I, I would still, I was in the world I was in. I was partying. I would, you know, yeah. skate and party. Like what else was there to do? Yeah. But I wasn't getting drunk. I wasn't smoking. I wasn't, mm. even my language started to change. And I wasn't like, I'm a believer now. Like yeah. Jesus saved me. I just was changing. Mm. And uh, it's, I really believe it was God's grace. It was like he was doing something mm -hmm. um, to me. Yeah. And then that's awesome. um, right before, like right at the beginning of my senior year. So now it's fall of 92. I'm at Skate Church for a year. And I remember during that year, I remember even going to the city. That's where real was. We'd go there, shoot photos, yeah. like go to school, go there for the weekend, take the train back home. Like that was like the thing yeah, we yeah. did in San Jose. A few hours or something of that. Yeah. Yeah. Hour and a half um, train ride and back yeah. like that was the program hey we're going to the city every weekend like yeah. that's what because that's so anyway so i remember even going to the city like and i get you know solomon on the phone i'm like man i i got high again with justin gerard or something <laughs> like, oh, like no. i'm trying not to i'm trying not to do it you know like <laughs> but then i'm I, i'm talking to my christian friends right like hey wow. guys like man i i'm still struggling with this this yeah. addiction or you know what i mean so that was my reality but mm. this, during the summer, I started to change. And this was, was interesting is I think I was at an Encinitas contest. It was a pro contest, but we just went, the whole real team went, took a couple of vans down there. On the way back, we get stoned, we get high, right? We're in yeah. high in the van. We got two vans at a gas station. Yep. And I remember getting in one of the vans and I forgot which van I was in. I was so stoned. I'm like, dude, am I in the right van? Mm -hmm. And like, everybody's like, yeah, you are. No, you're not. And I was like, what is going on? Like, what is wrong? And there's like people yeah. clowning on me, you know, like, what is wrong with you? You're in the right, I go, no, you're in the right van. And I was like all confused. And, and as we're driving back, um, hmm. I was like, this is it. I'm done. Like to mm. myself, I'm like, yeah. no more. Yeah. Cause I was already in knowing enough to know where my lifestyle ought to be. But I remember just that. not knowing that simple which van should I be in was like yeah this or it is was just that moment be. like I'm done with this yeah as little as it seems it wasn't yeah. like you know how people hit rock bottom it wasn't like I was in prison yeah. or you know yeah. it was just psychological like emotional I'm like yeah. dude no but I want people to hear this because you confess and come to faith when God does that work in you he seals you he saves you yes. but if you don't run towards him with everything like someone who is rock bottom who just went through a divorce or almost blow their brains out or something you might waver back and forth but god does have these times where he he arrives in your life and like you're telling me what 20 years later or so at least yeah you knew there was a conviction of the holy spirit he was, yes. he was laying footprints where he was carrying you in that season and it wasn't like yeah. life was crazy. You'd had a crazy life, and now skating was probably a blessing. I mean, you were around, you know, Jim Thebow and Mickey Ray's and yeah. Huffnagel and all. I remember you'd get those videos, yeah. and you'd look down the list, and Sean Mandolia would be on there. A lot of great video parts with those guys. I mean, that was as I was skating, getting into it. Mm -hmm. So suddenly you get back up to SF, San Jose. Yeah. What was the change? Yeah, so I'm like, okay, I'm done. And then this is the defining moment. Another one is... It's in that time. It's fall of 92. I know I'm going to turn pro soon within a year. I just, mm -hmm. it was there. So, and I'm still skating, but right then and there, I'm like, 
I, I was in my room by myself about to go to sleep, just probably had school the next morning. Yeah. And I couldn't sleep. And it was like, God was here. It was, this was the moment mm-hmm. he's like, choose, like, you're not going to sleep until you do basically. Now it wasn't an audible voice, but that was my moment. Yeah. God was like blessing and cursing. What are you, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, enough now, you know what you're doing. You know what you should like, who are you? What are you doing? Here it is. Choose. So that, that night I said, this was my prayer. The re- this is the reason I talked about my early childhood. I said, okay, yeah. I'll be a Christian. This was my prayer. I'll be a Christian. Um, I'm, I don't want to be a pastor or a preacher. That was my literal words. <laughs> All I'm, I, I, I even, I think I even said this. I know I thought it. I'm not even worried about hell. Like that wasn't, not that I shouldn't be, but yeah, yeah. In, I was like, <laughs> I just want to be forgiven and freed from my early childhood. Hmm. Because that was what was eating me up. Yeah. The, like the wages of sin is death. And that, that's what was happening to me internally. Mm-hmm. The, the, the sin, the, the abuse, the pain, the rage, all of that mm-hmm. kind of was building up. And I was like, man, I don't know what's going to become of this, my, this yeah. me. Like, the, I, statistically, it's scary. Yep. How I grew up, look at the stats, Yep. the outcome of that life and what is done to yeah. When somebody is sexually abused, molested, the statistics are not good. Yeah. So uh, I could feel like this is dark. I don't know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So I just said, okay, I'll be a Christian. And boom, man, the peace of God went to sleep. And that was the defining moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm not perfect. I still am walking through a process of being sanctified, you know, mm-hmm. like, on some level, we never have arrived. But I'll tell you right now, I never looked back mm-hmm. that moment in the fall of 1992. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been walking with the Lord since then. No joke. I, I, I've, I've fallen one way, but that is my story. Like mm-hmm. God. So there was a lot of ups and downs leading up to that. But at, mm. after that, I was like, okay. Um, that well, let was me qualify it. that though, because... It's not like I've seen friends who come into the faith and, you know, they used to overdose or used to run around partying and every six months they're back in and out. You're not the pastor who's like, oh, yeah, I go out and rage in the bar and then, you know, look at a bunch of stuff I shouldn't and do this. I mean, to me, you've aimed to live with integrity as much as I've seen a person do that. I would put you in that category. I mean, I'm actually still shocked that you even went there as a a kid. If someone would have said, you know, if I'd have seen Hasoy or something at the skate park, my kids are over a coast of made a day. And he was like, oh, you know, you know, Pastor Sean, what happened? I'd be like, what? It doesn't come across that way at all. Mm-hmm. So God begins this work. You're up in San mm-hmm. Jose, San Francisco, but you did turn pro, obviously. So yeah. it's kind of like me when I came to faith. I look at it now. I'm like, dude, I was like 23, 24 when I was kind of easing into this Christian life. And I kind of just stayed focused on the Lord. I never even looked at my career as like, oh, I've got to go do this. You turn pro. How did that all play out? Because, yeah. I mean, you were in videos. Did, did you aim to witness to them? Did you want to get away? Just just help me understand that for people. Yeah, yeah. so, okay, I'm, I'm legit walking with the Lord. This is fall of 92. Uh, 
skate church is still going on so it's like oh man sean's one of those guys now you know what i'm saying like he he crossed over and like, what uh, are you doing in the parking lot guys yeah exactly. jason jason jesse out of the parking lot yeah, yeah like and what's dope check this out no joke so during the time of the struggle period right yeah. that junior when i was a junior yep me simon woodstock and jason adams all got baptized together what? You know what I'm saying? And back then they had you wear like a white robe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we were yeah. all in, literally got baptized with those cats. So you wear one of those guys. Yeah. I was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then I, I really was struggling even after my baptism. No joke. Mm -hmm. So, but that's that defining personal moment of true, just here it is. I'm There's been the fruit since yeah. then, of course. Wow. Yes, Lord. So, yes. So that was for me. I'm like, <laughs> I am different. Like I know that moment was different. Um, and that was defining. So, um, yeah, I, I know I'm approaching. Okay, I'm going to graduate from high school in 93. Mm -hmm. I know, like, I'm pro after that, pretty much. Edward was on real at the time. We turned mm -hmm. pro around the same time. He pro turned pro while we were still in high school. Like, yep. and, and I turned pro the summer of 93. So, yeah, my whole heart was, now I'm a believer, man. I, this is, I'm, I'm, all, I'm going all out. Like, dude, mm -hmm. you don't, I, I, the way I grew up, I'm forgiven. I'm washed. I'm free. I'm, I mean, Jesus touched me. Okay. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> no question. Yep. So me and uh, my homeboy Quack, who got saved shortly after me, we grew up together. He's a skater too. And he um, does jujitsu. Yeah. He's a, yeah, he's a, he been yeah. talking online because of jujitsu. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's yeah. into it. He was a good wrestler in high school too. Okay. So he, you should see this picture of him with his little outfit on. It's funny. But, um, <clears throat> But uh, he he speaks on mess halls every once in a while too. Mm -hmm. He's 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 actually on the board of our church as well. We go way back. Yeah. So we ended up going really getting planted in a church at that time, not at the skate church, but it was this other church in the inner city of San Jose. We just as you, a group of us really got planted there. Um, so in getting planted there, I remember going to the altar. It was yeah. called Pentecostal Deliverance Church, inner city Filipino church. And uh, we loved it and really grew in the Lord. And that was my church. We, I wow. was, an, was an usher there. I'm, I'm, I'm sponsored. I'm in high school. I'm skating in San Francisco on the weekends. But I had a pastor. I was planted. Like I'm like, this is my life. So wow. um, <clears throat> I always going up to the altar. Lord, if it's your will, I'll turn pro. And I really wanted to. You know, who doesn't? Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. like, Lord, but if it's your will, but if it's your will, but if it's your will. <laughs> um, and then um, this prophet yeah. Came to our church. And this is wild. I'll just share this quickly because mm -hmm. it kind of helped confirm things. He didn't know me, mm -hmm. but he called me out in the room. We're a small inner city church. He said, um, he's a legit prophet, had a legit prophetic gift. And he said, you're involved in a sport. And he's like, God's going to use your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. He's not going to use the talent of the sport. He's going to use your lifestyle. He, this was his exact words. And I'm, think about this. I'm in high school. And he, I'm a sponsored skater. Mm -hmm. God's going to use your lifestyle to be a sign and a wonder. And you're mm -hmm. going to be on the cover of a magazine in whatever, whatever sport this is. You're going to be on the cover, but it's not going to be because of the skill of, of the sport. It's mm -hmm. going to be because of your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And as a kid at the time, I was encouraged. I'm like, this dude doesn't know me. Uh, this is, I mean, he, he's not, <laughs> he's not off. But part of me was like, oh man, like 
my lifestyle? What about my skateboard skills? Yeah. You get what I mean? It's not because you're really good right now. It's because you're and well, you were really I, good. Yeah. At least I thought I was. <laughs> no, you were ripping. Yeah. No, thank you. But but he said, uh, and then a year later, dude, um, on the cover of Thrasher, it was Andy Roy doing mm-hmm. something. But it said War with Satan, interview with Mandoli and Barbie on Christianity. Mm. And I saw that. I'm like, there it is. That mm-hmm. was literally uh, spoken over me. And that's uh, crazy. So um, that wasn't why I continued with skateboarding. Was a it was just a confirmation, right? Yeah. So, so then it happened. Yeah, I went pro, and then that was my whole heart, man. I'm like, I'm gonna. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. I don't care what people think. Like, obviously, you have your own insecurities and fears of, oh, yeah, man, I'm not gonna quite fit in, and of course yeah. not because. When you're a believer, bottom line, I don't care how cool you are or how relatable you are or how cool your personality is or how Amen. good your integrity is. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. you are swimming upstream. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because we are in a fallen world. The devil is the God of this world. Mm-hmm. And we are ambassadors of Christ. Amen. We, we will, by nature, be contrary to the world, mm-hmm. no matter how cool we Amen. try to make it. Like, so that is just, you need to accept that. That's a given. That it's Christ. Mm-hmm. And Christ is contrary to the culture of this world, period. And skaters can hear this yeah. and they can literally right. be like, no, 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 I get it. But guys, you have to hear it. We are Jesus freaks. The early right. church wasn't known for all these other things. And then, yeah, they had God. Right. They were intentionally going out proclaiming faith as a mustard seed. The idea that Jesus spent all these years hanging out, hoping someone would say, well, Sean, you've had more smiles on this journey than someone else. Why are you so happy? Well, let me tell you about God. Right. Sure, those things happen. Yeah. But we are, as you just said, really proclaimed, preached, ambassadors. But I want to say this because I know you're going to go on, but this is important. People always say to me, how did the skate world react? For me, it's Mm -hmm. because God was restoring my marriage. Bless me, we have more children. A lot of skaters don't even really know he did that. But for you, you're around Jim Thebow and, I mean, Mickey Mm -hmm. and all the rest of them was real like, oh, whoa, he's gone this way. Now we've given him a board. What's going to happen? Or did they just embrace it? I'm like, whatever. They were more like, dude, shout out to Jim Thibault and the yeah. whole crew there. Uh, who else? Todd Francis. He's an artist. Uh, he did like all that original anti-hero stuff, but he did a lot of real stuff too, be, maybe even before that. So he was mm. in the art room. So I say all that to say that those dudes were like, okay, this is Sean. Like, let him be him, which yeah. I, I, th- I so appreciate that. Looking back, they were like, hey, and this is another thing. I In that interview with Thrasher, I was like, dang, these guys are going to probably edit this. But I'll, shout out to, honestly, this might sound weird, but shout out to Thrasher because they were true to what I said. Mm-hmm. They didn't try to skirt around it. Like, yeah. uh, and that was when uh, Jake Phelps was up in there editing. Uh, you know, he's the editor. Or just You know what I'm saying? He, They just let me be me. And that's mm. what I was, and like, so any graphic I want to do, they let me do. I, I, I'm assuming a lot of my graphics maybe didn't sell as much, but they were like, dude, this is who you are. That is awesome. So, in you know, and back then it's like pro skaters really kind of created, well, maybe not all of them, but in our, in the, at the deluxe house, hmm. we all had liberty to create. They would do themed things, yeah. but even in there, like I remember we did this one giant series where we were all giants. So Keith Huffman was like in New York by the Twin Towers and mm-hmm. uh, like Max Schaff was like, 
at, on the Bay Bridge. And I was like, oh, let's do me where I'm reaching into a satanic concert and crushing a pentagram. And all these people are running from me with, with pentagrams. I'm like, ah. And then I, I was, I shoved, it was like a giant graphic and I was shoving a flag in the stage. And it was Exodus 20 verse three, I think, right? I shall, you shall know the gods before me. And they were like, yeah, go for it. So, wow. so like stuff like that. So that was just who I was. Mm -hmm. where I am. And I'm like, I saw it as a mission. Like, dude, I'm going to use this artwork on a skateboard. Yeah. To share as my faith. should. And I just yeah, and say was, that because those guys, I mean, I know, I think Mickey had a daughter called Dakota. Yeah. So whenever I'd be around Mickey Ray's, because my son was Dakota, I was connected with them. I seen Jim had something like a sticker on his wall recently, like Luke eight or something. I didn't get to know whether he was doing it because the verse mattered. Or it was more like, oh, this verse is blown out of proportion. But, you know, Jake Phelps, he tortures you in the sense where he's just a nerd. He likes to have fun. Whenever I was around him, it'd be, you know, messing with my accent. Hey, this video part. And then when I came a believer, he asked me every kind of question you could imagine. I was with him and Cardiel one day, and I just got to witness to them. Dude, Jake read the Bible. He knew. He, he knows the agenda. Yes, there's pentagrams at Thrasher, and a lot of Christians go openly after it because it's, you know, you're blaspheming a lot of stuff, but that's this world. So you've almost got to be like the fact that they're loving on you as just Sean. He's going through the season and Solomon and a lot of those other guys were there. So, okay, that's very cool. <laughs> yeah. So being in that like world, I took a like very serious, like this is why I'm here. It's my, it's my lifestyle. So I had a great opportunity to pray for people and just be there for mm. people. And I was who I was. I mean, it even... Um, I remember being on tour. I was in Japan with Solomon, uh, Kelly Bird, Keith Huffnagel, Julian. This was before Antihero. So Julian was on Real. And I remember I, would, I was rooming with Julian and he was like, I don't believe what you believe, but it's I know it's real for you. Like he and you he, mean Julian Stranger for yeah. people listening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was he knew for me, okay, that's who he is. This isn't fake. This he told me, he's like, I, I know that this isn't some weird fake thing for you, for you. Mm. Like I, I respect it. Yeah. He's always so, been like that though. Super respectful of things. Yeah. Like yeah. And so even just, I'm going to be who I am. Did, do you get a little, mm -hmm. um, is it a fight? <laughs> like sometimes is there like arguments or are people clowning along the way? Yeah. But you're going to get that normal. anyway. That's yeah. Yeah. Like, you can get you that know, anyway. So, yeah. and I, I'll do the same back to them, but <laughs> But yeah, that so there it goes. So I'm pro, and then in the fall of '95, hmm. only two years after being pro, I call Jeff Clint and I say I'm going to go to Bible college, hmm. and he's like, "All right." I was like, "Like on Monday, I'm out." So, uh, but I was like, "I'm gonna skate." He's like, "Okay, cool." So I just. I, but you I, stayed pro or you said sell all my boards and then whatever. Yeah. 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 No, I stayed pro. I was still skating for them. So I moved down to Southern California and that's when I connected with like the 411 guys and I around those guys. So I was able to film for that and do a profile because I was yeah. in the literal neighborhood. Like I literally rode my bike to the 411 office. So I and, Costa Mesa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was, so I was still pro for real. And then come the summer, just fast forward summer of 98, I, I was living in Oceanside at a church plant 
And I felt in my heart, okay, it's time for me to lead professional skateboarding. I was 23. Mm -hmm. I was pro for five years. I called Jim Thibault from a payphone, um, and I mm. said, "Dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quit. I'm quitting. Not like I'm quitting real. I'm just, I'm not gonna be pro anymore. I'm mm. gonna focus on what I feel like I'm gonna do down here as far as ministry. Yeah. I went to college, Bible college, all that. I finished Bible college, all that." And so I walked away at 23 years old from a professional career mm -hmm. and they've been cool ever since. I'm actually Jim, I'm writing a real board right now, actually. Oh, but, wow. um, but yeah, so the one uh, with the pentagram getting crushed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slayer wish. Let's do a reissue. Let's do a reissue. <laughs> well, which but Bible anyway, school did you go to though? You so, okay. There was, it was, it's no longer there, but it was right. I'm in LA right now, East LA, yeah. but um, in Orange County, it was in Irvine. It was a mission school. It was kind of like it was an international Bible college. A two year, it was a two year program. Yeah. But it was more of a YWAM type environment. It wasn't. Yeah. It was more. They said they emphasized. It was called Spirit Life Bible College. It was more of a mission school. Yeah. So you would do two years and go to the go to missions. It's like an eclectic um, group bringing everyone in. Yeah, it was international. Yeah. international international like there were people from all over the world in my class it was cool mm -hmm. so i did two years there after that i went to a church plant that was planted from it yeah so that was like my mission i graduated yeah. from there and then i continued my i have a bachelor's in biblical studies out of uh logos uh christian university out mm -hmm. of jacksonville florida so i have a bachelor's in that and um mm -hmm. i also went to school for accounting i have an associate's in accounting so once i quit pro i just kind of pursued this thing and and yeah mm. that that's the story of well here's something yeah go ahead as you're as you're leading because i was gonna you know i just had a couple thoughts but yeah yeah here's the thing um so i really get to know you you come down south more you're around you know pastor jay you have to christian yeah. the sanctuary you're administrative yeah. but you didn't get married till you were what age I was um, 34. And Crystal Gale, obviously, we know as well. You've got the two kids. You know, I seen you out skating last night in, the, in yes. your feed today oh, before yeah, we got on. Your my, kids wife was are like, old? my wife was like, are, they're out on the street without helmets? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I so anyway, they do have helmets. I got to put helmets on. Well, you guys got to come in agreement, see? Yeah, she submits so, your authority, but she comes yeah. along to the covering. Like, yeah, she's like, I'm she wasn't it. mad. She was just like, eh, I think it's the grandparents. They're going to be like, why are my grandbabies not wearing helmets? Pastor anyway, Sean has sorry. a very sweet wife and props yes. Crystal Gale. But no, yes. but so I'm yeah, saying that because... So you had these crazy interactions sexually when you were a kid. You went on tour as a skater. You ended up walking away from a career. But I got to boast, you remained a virgin till you got married. Yes, I did. And I know it's kind of crazy because even like I struggled with, like, think about that. You're six, you're molested, you're opened up to this sexual world violated by a grown man. Actually, two grown men. Yeah, wow. Uh, two, yeah, two Makes men. Makes me go crazy thinking about yeah, yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so um, so as a result of that, think about the sexual perversion that was just going on in me, like, yeah. like yeah. as a kid, teenager, even after I got saved, it was a struggle, man. Wow. But um, hallelujah, though. But yeah, but I yes um i met my wife at 33 got married about a year and a half later so yes she's she's the one and only and she was saying? a virgin as well she's, a she's raised too, by yeah. pastors and out in yeah, edmonton yeah, totally totally different from so, yeah she's from toronto canada 
So let's be pastoral for a moment. So what would you tell? You know why I think this is amazing that you're on right now? Because the last few weeks have been a lot of skate outreach. A lot of skaters hit me up with the COVID, with the chaos. Skating is like the new baseball, basketball, despite what people care about. You know, the Olympics, um, Street League, all the rest. So they're probably going to catch this episode. So there's this young kid who probably got stoned in the parking lot, went to a skate event, had an encounter with Christ, but is not Mm -hmm. planning to church yet. He's probably going to tune into something like this or someone will share it. You've talked about how God constantly works on you. And, and, and Pastor Sean isn't saying, if you cushion or a Christian, but the point is, why would right. you want to do things that don't really benefit? Right. Like if you walked into my house today and just start cussing about stuff with my kid, I'd be like, Sean, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, it, or we talk about gross things like why when the Bible talks against it. Right. But what would you say to these kids now who are like, well, dude, I'm in the middle of Houston and I get stoned and I've got a girlfriend or I like sleeping with people. What do you tell the Christian? Like, how did you navigate that all those years? Because you and your wife had to. That's, that's a big deal. 30 years of age before you sleep with someone. So, yeah, I think, I mean, it's two things. I, I, I don't want to oversimplify it but yeah. uh, or trivialize it, but grace changes everything. Mm-hmm. And doesn't mean I'm perfect or we're perfect or we don't stumble and fall. Mm-hmm. But I believe every Christ follower has a grace story. Uh, it's God's grace and my will. Mm-hmm. Where does one start and where does one end? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, is Am I accountable? Yes. But even my ability to choose, I attribute it to grace. We are not puppets. We are free moral agents. Yep. Um, but great repentance is my choice, but it is also granted. Mm-hmm. So where, where's one end and start? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, we've been doing this for 2000 years as the church and I, you know, nobody has the answer uh, per se. As we know in part. Yes. So, I yes. mean, you know, they might have a, have a firestorm in the comments below, but guys. Yeah, that's okay. Hey, go yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. You guys can banter around that <laughs> yeah. if you want. But as, you know, mm-hmm. um, Augustine, you know, uh, you know, it's irresistible grace. Yeah. That's where you can't, you cannot uh, attribute from the onset, when I was dead in my trespasses and sins, Christ mm. died for me. Yep. I yep. did not choose him. He chose me and appointed mm-hmm. me to go and to bear fruit that my fruit should remain. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to my Sean's humanity yeah. and his divinity, um, it, it is grace. Mm-hmm. It is, I am saved by grace Yeah, Ephesians through faith. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, uh, <laughs> and, and my will, of course, there are times I, you know, we, I, you know, it's both and, mm-hmm. but if somebody has yet to encounter grace, there is no hope against sin. Mm-hmm. I, I, mean, I want to say this cause I want yeah. people to hear it. And, you know, Sometimes I'll have guests on who are like super, super famous, like, you know, Stephen Bancar's in the occult or certain singers and people come on just because they want to hear them and they get mad when I interject, like, just let the guy speak. But I'm trying to pastorally navigate things for people. So when you're saying Julian, I'm like, dude, that's Julian Stranger. Or when you're talking about grace to the kid who's like, what does he mean? What you're saying and you're, you're saying it very theologically accurate, you know, is that every day 
grace isn't just a word written in the text some ink on a page it is an active move of god in your life so when you wake yeah. up there's grace today not to punch someone there's grace today when you say something you shouldn't to yes. be forgiven grace is the empowerment of god walking with you and i almost think of it like it's the working of holy spirit in you so there's sean you know a young man there's crystal gale you are choosing every day we're going to walk in god's grace yes. to yes. not stumble that yes. when we hang out, I'm not going to grab you here. I'm not going to pursue yeah. you here. I might have all these thoughts. In Song of Songs, she's thinking, let him kiss me on the lips. And her right. friends show up and say, don't arouse or awaken love. The ahava. Right. So right. there's God's grace. Right. Yes. So to the person listening, whether it's weed, whether it's, it's doing drugs, whether it's hating people, God's grace empowers us yes. to trust in him. So for my son, for his you know wife now, but before they were ever married, I believe they remain virgins. They have to walk in the grace of God because if you just white knuckle it, you will obsess over sex. You will obsess yes. over what's there. Or you'll go get married just to do that rather than Lord. And so, and I'm just saying this to kind of help people listen. Yes, Even sure. my son saying, you know, Brian, well, if God didn't want us to go there, why would we have these thoughts? Well, right. to practice patience because right. how many people have sex before marriage? Then they have affairs in marriage. Why? because you were basically having an affair before. I just preached on 1 Corinthians 7 about the issues you spoke to me about sexual immorality, Paul says. Mm -hmm. Get married because of these right. passions that, does, right. that are burn inside of you. We're male. Right. You know, and you'll appreciate this, but Miles Monroe, he's passed away now, but he said, men don't want sex, they need it. And I stopped and he said, they carry a seed that has to be released. So it'll come out whether you're sleeping. I know I'm getting a bit yeah, more yeah. graphic here, but yeah. that is the way the anatomy is made. You have a spouse. So, yeah, yeah. grace. Uh, yes. <laughs> and um, so I, I'm going back to just when you encounter Christ, that's grace. Mm -hmm. It isn't you. Our, our faith is not humanistic. Mm -hmm. The foundation of our faith isn't, I want to be good. The foundation of our faith is, I need to do better. The foundation of our faith isn't, um, mm -hmm. isn't some human effort. It is God's love mm -hmm. and grace. He came mm -hmm. to save, to seek and to save that which is lost. Mm -hmm. the, the, our response is after. Yeah. It is not from us. He faith enabled. isn't from me. Yeah, grace yeah. isn't from me. I don't come yeah. up with this. Yeah. I receive it. Mm -hmm. So he gives grace to the humble, right? Mm -hmm. So yes, to, to, to apply a practical where, where Sean's will came in. Yeah. Is I re, I refuse my commitment was Crystal Gale, I'm not gonna touch your I'm not gonna touch your booty. You know what I'm saying? We're we're dating. Why I'm, I'm married now, so it's okay. But before I was married, no, for real, I was like, Crystal so you Gale might... is blushing right now. Yeah, yeah. And, and so your kids, no. when you're older in ten years, are like, Dad, please don't say that. Yeah, I know. They're like, gross. But hey, that's but a godly marriage. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't. No, am I saying, oh, I'm all perfect? No, I'm just saying that was a boundary. Sean's will, like, there's grace, but my will was like, okay, I'm gonna set a boundary here. I'm not touching that booty. You know what I'm saying? I was tempted. I wanted to, mm -hmm. but I was like, no, that, mm. that's going to open something up. I, I can't be yeah. doing that. Yeah. I, I got to value this woman here and I'm going to consummate when it's time. So yeah, that, that was just, that's just a practical thing. 
we and her mm. said like we were, were not going to sleep in the same room even like she came to meet my dad you know those kind of we're not sleeping in the I same remember room. this yeah yeah little things like that that's my will so it's not like god's grace is good let's just lay here together no, no it's right. active you walk right. it out yeah, you yeah, pray yeah. for things to exactly. step in you walk out your faith and, and yeah. i hope you realize if you're like oh my gosh don't say booty you're all legalistic right. with yourself yeah. this is how you would talk to me in the taco shop i was like right. oh, pastor sean I'm having yeah. all these thoughts. Well, yeah. Brian, don't go down the road of lust. Yeah. Set boundaries. boundaries. Yes. And I mean, people set amazing boundaries when it comes to yeah. buffing out their portfolio or getting right. their abs in shape or, right. you know, keeping whatever a clean palate. So why right. not do it with this? And I know yeah. sexual immorality is the only thing he tells us, flee. Yeah. Don't even stand here. Just yeah. get out of there. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. when my wife came up, my dad's passed away now, but she came up to Northern California to meet my dad. We stayed at his house. We slept in separate rooms, but we we're chilling in the room I'm sleeping in and we're like yeah. kissing. And I, you know, I was like, yeah. girl, you need to get out of here, get mm -hmm. out. So, and she was laughing. It was kind of funny, but I was serious. It's like, gotta go girl. I'm going yeah. to sleep. So th those will that my will, the boundaries there. Um, Cause Proverbs five, sure. six and seven, were just hitting your mind and you're like, Oh, the temptress is here. She's gonna <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, girl, get out of here. Don't do this now. And uh, we, it wasn't an argument. It's funny. Cause I, that was my mm. exact words. And I was, yeah. I knew I was being funny. Like I'm I know the funny. way you talk. Yeah. 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 And we, it wasn't like, she was like, Oh, what, what do you mean? She was like laughing. Cause she knew, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We need to watch ourselves. You're catching it before it even goes there. Yeah. Keeping the foxes out. And guys, yeah. I love, well, I love what you said. It's a consummation. Um, marriage is Crystal Gale took your last name Mandoli because the two left their father and mother in a cleft together. They become one. Consummation yeah. is wearing a ring. You know, I have a tattooed one because of jujitsu. You probably have a ring on your finger there signifying eternity. But the actual confirmation, if you're both virgins, is a bloodshed. Yeah. It is a bloodshed like Christ's bloodshed is a covenant between me and my savior for what he did for me. Nothing can wash away my sin but the blood of Jesus. So I guess one of the things I kind of want to touch on though is yeah. you must have seen crazy decades of skate ministry then, right? Like you've seen, I mean, you're on the mess halls the other week with, you know, Richard Mulder, Joe Gruber. And just for those listening who are skaters, there is a thing that happens Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the mess halls. Mm -hmm. And listen, Lance Mountain's on it. I mean, Ray Barbie, Joe Gruber, you know, you're on there a lot. Jamie Thomas goes on there. Donnie Barley goes on there. And all these other guys who run shops or ministries or things around America. Mm -hmm. So there's like a good 40, 50, 60 skaters who all gather together and pray for each other. I could tell you a list of 10, 20 people, 30 people even in the industry that are just now getting their Bibles, just now getting in the Word God's dealing with. But what would you say to people just to understand skate ministry beyond just sharing it at a skate park and people coming to faith? Because God has really, I mean, Ron Powers, you mentioned, look at the fruit that came from him. Mm -hmm. Or Paul up in Seattle. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. Tim Mackey and the skate, what is it? The Bible Project came out of that church. Tony and Yuli in South Florida. So what would you... Just to help yeah, us I mean, see. for me, back in when I first got saved, um, there was no skate ministry. It was just, uh, in a sense, uh, it wasn't defined. I was a pro skater, yeah, and I was a Christian. Yep. So that was my ministry. Um, Practical. Uh, I wasn't like, oh, I need to skate for a Christian brand or something. Yep. Not that there's, a, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I was yeah. like, no, nah, like this is who I skate with. This is who I skate for. I'm a believer. And so 
I think after that mid nineties era, yeah. then this, this thing called skating industry kind of emerged a little bit. But mm-hmm. what's interesting is me and Richard Mulder, we connected then cause we got saved around the same time. Yeah. So did Joe Gruber. Yep. So we were all pro and got saved and uh, Ray Barbie, Lance Mountain. Yeah. We had connected even then mid nineties, but it wasn't skate ministry. Yeah. It was just, we're in this industry, this world yeah. we're in, we're Christians. And you know what I mean? That's yeah. kind of how it played out. Um, even me being at the sanctuary was Christian Hasoy introduced me to yeah. Pastor Jay. And a lot of us were there as skaters. Yeah, you. And uh, so that's where I met you, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, so I think. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm just so saying now, generally the picture of it yeah. because they have this idea, oh, it's skate ministry. And even I know people look at me as, man, Brian's so serious. I'm an evangelist. You know, I messaged you on the plane the other day. Hey, you want to get on? And we made a joke, you know, about some preachers with their jets. I'm like, bro, yeah. I'm on the jet. I'm on a plane right now. And obviously I'm sitting in coach or whatever it was. But as an evangelist, I am always daily thinking, save people, reach people. So when I come to your church, you could tell them when Brian comes, when he leaves, you're going to feel like you should go and reach people. That's what an evangelist is. Almost right. when someone more prophetic comes in or someone who's a teacher. Yeah. So... But it's not because when you came to faith, you suddenly start sharing your faith. You're meant to. Where there are skate ministries, there's others like yourself who've gone on a planet churches. I love what Richard and Joe are doing with the mess halls. But there's all kind of skaters all over the world. I mean, there must be thousands of them by now that we've interacted with where God is just doing a massive work through skating. So Yeah, and I think it's because it's not about skating when it mm-hmm. comes. It's just what we do. So yeah. here comes the gospel because it's who I yeah. am. So yeah. we are letters known and yep. read by all men, meaning yep. you're a letter. You are like, you are the body of Christ in a mm-hmm. place in society to be a witness. Yeah. So whatever that is, that skateboarding just happens to be what we're in. Our thing. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, and just in our community here at Hopeland Church, um, it's kind of cool because, um, Christian, uh, Fabian Alomar got out of prison some time ago. I was going to ask you this. Yeah. Yeah. And he got out of prison and Christian's like, dude, go to Sean's church because it's here in LA. And so Fabian texts me. He's like, dude, I'm going to come to church today. Fabian has not missed church since that day. (laughs) I mean, that dude is, and what's crazy is he came in. So this, it's just cool because these are friends, right? I remember Fabian as a when we were pro, just seeing him, yeah. I'm from Northern California. He's from LA, yeah. but just we knew each know each other. We he wrote for Menace, and he was around he Joey Surreal, Pupeki, all those guys. Yeah, and uh, Billy Valdez. They all grew up. Well, Pupeki, they didn't grow up together, but yeah, Joey, Billy, and Fabian, they grew up like in the relatively same area. Yeah, skateboarding probably well before they were even sponsored. So, and Billy is going here as well. What's interesting is the last time I smoked weed yeah. in the van, Billy mm. was there. Billy so he was remembers there. that day, that time. That I don't moment. think he remembers, but yeah, I yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. But uh, He's uh, not that exact moment. I do. I always tell people. So, um, yeah. And they came just on their own. It wasn't together. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it's not like, ooh, um, we're going to start a skate ministry per se. It's yeah. just where we are, what we do. Yeah. Um, so yeah. like, for instance, um, we as a church, Hopeland Church, this Christmas, we're giving away 200 penny boards. 
mm. or Christmas. So we're doing a skateboard giveaway because skateboarding's cool. Like our vision as a church is to get scooters off the street one skateboard at a time. I'm just Amen. joking. I'm I just make joking. scooter <laughs> jokes, and there's a couple of kids who listen to this who are amazing scooter guys, even pro. God kidding. bless you. Yeah. But as skaters, you I'm can- just kidding. I'm but just here's kidding. the point: because we skate, you have access to the guys who make the penny boards and do yes, it. Exactly. So why not use it? Right. And That's again, people say to me, "Well, Brian, why didn't you get all these skaters together and do all these things?" I go, "Look." I mean, you being at the sanctuary, you know, we had that reality show years ago with Jay and Christian, you know, like the uprising. I put that movie Foolishness out. And I think in that you have the most Calvinistic sound and verse is the one you just quoted. You did not choose me, chose you. That went out to 50,000 people. But people say to me, why didn't you just stay focused on skate ministry? Well, God restored my marriage. He wants me to have a ministry focused on helping couples. And why do you, you know, I just go teach or do whatever, but... I like that you're saying this because as I see the photos from your church at times, I'll see Fabian, I'll see, you know, um, all those guys there. So God is kind of, I mean, you think about even the Jim Jim Thebos and all the rest of it. Are they going to tune into something like this? Some of my friends in England, I'll share it with, I hope they hear this and go, guys, Pastor Sean, Brian, God's just done a work in our life. We're just here to be your beacons, Lord, and your vessels pointing to you, wishing people knew what we knew. We're not out to get people. We're not chasing people. We proclaim against sin because God says it's bad and it allows us to see the level playing ground. Sean was living in sin. So was Brian. A 70-year-old woman showed up at the gym yesterday and she's like, I'm mad at God because he took both my husbands and they were good men. And after we calmed her down, I said, look, none of us are good. We're living in this wretched world. Things happen to you as a kid. Things happen to me. I live a certain way. We need forgiveness, redemption, all of us have gone astray. Our hearts are wicked and evil. That's the goal of this podcast. That's the goal mm. of Skate Church. That's the goal of any of this because God still loves the world. He's proclaiming his truth through you and I, people who are his vessels. So I think in, in just a real kind of uh, my process with this whole skateboarding, it's like recently the skateboarders and the connection and we just distributed 35 skateboards, gave away 35 skateboards couple months ago and a bunch Hmm. of skaters came to church and i had richard Mulder speak so that's just who where we're who we're with our friends and it's like it's just a way for us to reach people you know Mm -hmm. so i think there's been this resurgence with me personally i god was just kind of speaking to me maybe a year plus ago like just Mm. that he was going to reconnect me to to skateboarding some way again Mm -hmm. just another and it's happened so it's just cool. Amen. I mean, I, it's, it's the world I come from. It's the culture I grew up in and I, I love it and appreciate it. And it's just a, mm-hmm. it's just a means to, yeah. to share Jesus and to do this thing called ministry in a way that we enjoy. Yeah. And you you're know? familiar with it. You have a yeah, PhD like, in it. The people you just talked about. I mean, and right. the fact that also your kids are, of age where they can push around skating. Yeah. The fact that you are downtown, the fact that if I were in the skaters, I'm like, oh, go to Pastor Sean's church. I mean, because it's going to be, f- you can go to any church. Like you went to a Filipino church with Quok, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know that they skated. Guys, get over that. Just go to the body of Christ. Some pastors right. are going to freak you out. The sermon might not almost be what you want to hear. They might not play your favorite worship songs. Right. But go be the body of Christ. You know what I mean? You need a little yeah. scratch once in a while or the iron sharpen an iron. But I'd say this, so for you, what kind of a church would you say, denominationally, where do you sit? Because I know we sit in the same boat with all this, but just for people to hear that, 
Yeah. 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 We're, I, we're non-denominational as far as affiliation with any kind of outside organization, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's cause that's what a denomination is. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we theologically, we, we are, uh, a spirit filled church. If you can mm-hmm. call it that, I don't, I don't really use that language, but, uh, <laughs> so it's not like we're called spirit filled Hopeland church or Pentecostal, you know, but we, you know, we are a, that's the only wording I can come up with yeah. that if, well, do you believe in the gifts of the spirit? Yes. Do you believe in Me the too. baptism of the Holy spirit? Yes. Do you operate in the gifts of the spirit in your gatherings? Is that mm-hmm. something you welcome and operate in? Yes. Yep. Um, I'm kind of skipping the essential doctrine of Christ and salvation. That's and a given original sin. Yeah, it's a given. So to kind of, cause many of these things, I think in the body of Christ, we have created subcultures on secondary doctrines. Yep. And um, they are secondary. They aren't top tier. Yeah, we don't treat them as if they don't matter. Yeah. But does this yeah. church believe yeah. Christ is the Son of God, lived, yeah, yeah. died, resurrected for your sins? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That is different for me yeah. in many ways than how a Mormon church or well, of course, church of course. Yeah. view yeah, it. Yeah, Mormon is, is heresy. Is to- yeah, yeah, heresy. So, and and uh, we said to our Mormon brothers, we love you, but it's heretical. Yeah, An angel book, called yeah. Moron Eye. Yeah. I wouldn't trust any dude called Moron. You know, Moron right. Eye. Right. But your church is more... The book of Acts opens up. There's a promise of the prophet Joel. The Holy Spirit comes yeah. in Acts 2. We see Acts 3, 4, 5. They go out, and as they go, the Holy Spirit who's empowered them. Yes. And even though they've been given the Holy Spirit, there is a constant filling, overflowing, not because they lost some of him. They didn't lose him somewhere. He's always there, but he arrives at times to demonstrate his purpose. Mm-hmm. And nowhere in the Bible does it say, Brian Sumner is a pastor. But people prayed for me and said, we feel this. That's the Holy Spirit who, by the way, folks listening, he is a person. You can grieve him. You can disobey him. Ananias and Sapphira dropped down dead because they lied to him. So you're saying we proclaim the truth, worship, fellowship. We stand by the word of God, but we allow the person of the Holy Spirit to minister and move in our midst. Yeah, I'll give you an example of that. So I'm not, because this is just like more of kind of our methodology. It is. I love it's it though. Not, I like to talk yeah. about this so people yeah, yeah. see it's not a yeah. big divide. Yeah. No, it's just a method. It is a method. Yeah. Okay. So it's not, and it is theological, and it's a part of what we believe uh, based on the Book of Acts and Corinthians. And yeah. Anyway, but but I'll give you an example of how it really plays out. So when Fabian texts me, mm-hmm. I'm like, "Cool, dude. I'll see you when you get here." He he rolls in here. You know, he's got his big old cross around his neck. You know what I'm saying? Looking like a gangster. No, it's like, <laughs> got his LA hat on. No, he comes in, right? Cool. What's up, Fabian? What yeah. in the world? Good to see you, bro. Comes in. Comes in. Uh, we, 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 do, we worship. We sing a few songs. Uh, my wife and I typically get on the platform around mm-hmm. sometime after a couple of songs. And, and we just kind of wait on the Lord and just, what does the Holy Spirit want to do? Yeah. Right? So, so my wife felt God gave her a word mm-hmm. for this Hispanic gentleman in the back with the LA hat. Doesn't know who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You man, you in the back, I, I feel like God has given you a heart for him and you're, you, you really have a desire to go after God. It was Fabian hmm. spoken to his life, just, con, you know, just spoken yeah. to his life. And Fabian's like, Whoa, mm-hmm. like this is so, he just got here. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what in the world? 
<laughs> like, how does this woman know this? And she wasn't Googling and Wikipedia and Facebook. Nah, oh, dude, no, he just I walked know. in. He just texted me right before service. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. had no chance to say, hey, my homeboy Fabian's coming today. Another <laughs> skater friend. I get excited when the skaters yeah. are in church. I do. I'm like, I just do. They're my, these are my friends. Like, wow, they're in church. Yeah. I'm at my church. That's why I'm like, asking about it. I want yeah, yeah. skaters to hear, man, if we could reach the whole community. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. But, you know, right. he'll save who are his. That's yes. how he's going to do it. Yeah. Totally. So I'm just saying, so in that moment, that's kind of, we always, we do have a moment like that. It's, we don't, it's not program. We're not like, so there is a structure, but it, we try to go, okay, God, how do we create a moment where we don't yeah. know what we're going to do? Hmm. where 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 it's it, it's like where okay like i have a word for somebody i want to pray for somebody just as so mm -hmm. god spoke to him he came up to me after service he's like did you tell your wife mm -hmm. i was like no dude i'm about to introduce you to her mm -hmm. and so it ministered to him and after he left that day yeah he was struggling for jobs he's an aspiring actor Mm. All these opportunities start open and he's still working out his salvation. Just like I was when I first got saved mm. that first year as a junior high school, as, a, as an 11, 11, you know, but God touched him. Yeah. And it was through the gifts of the spirit. And that's a personal touch from God where yes. God's word can go out and you might not yes. even respond. Some people say, Brian, like, like you said, I just suddenly started believing something was different, but Fabian Alomar's name is not written in the page of scripture. It is as far as God so loved the world, yes, that's yes. you, me, and him. But God does want to speak because if not, why do we have so much written in the book of Corinthians? Why do we see when you yes. gather together to speak like that to one another? Yeah, now the one people run a, off with it? As a hymn, one yeah. has a revelation. So what do you mean one? Like who, where does that come from? So yeah. I don't have the answer. I don't, I don't own the market on this. But we as a community and me as a pastor are like, how do we give room yes. to minister Let personally? Yeah. yeah. And so I, we don't, we're still learning, but mm. that is something that I personally feel the responsibility as a lead pastor to carve out and allow, yeah. whether I'm preaching or so another opportunity, a gentleman came in during my, my wife was praying at, during that time, this past Sunday, he was weeping. Yeah, just weeping, and it comes uh, from what we've understand. He's struggling with hardcore drug addiction, and mm. just weeping during the service. And my wife like pointed to him, so I walked and I kind of brought him up to the altar, got on his knees, and we prayed over him. Mm. That was a spontaneous moment that was not planned. Yeah, but we responded to it. And, and a so, moment of intercession. Yeah, I mean, like, we're like, look, yeah. God's touching this guy. Let's pray for him right now. Mm -hmm. So I understand in this realm of the spirit of God moving that it is not intellectual. It is not in the program. I understand there can be extremes where it gets weird. Yeah. Or people get weird. But just because people get weird doesn't mean I'm not going to allow yeah. the Holy Spirit to move in the environment I'm in now. I determine as a spiritual leader and as an overseer. You're accountable for what happens. They're accountable in the for the order yeah. that we're gonna set. But we got we 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 if we control it all, yeah. I, I believe this is what I'm saying to myself mm -hmm. in this community. Amen. If Sean controls it all, yeah, we're missing something. Yeah, we yeah. have to 
give and it room. still has order i want people of to course, hear that because like totally. at our church my pastor younger than me he goes and withdraws for a few days you know whatever many times a year and just prays into what the next thing looks like and i want to just say this you might not see this as relevant pastor sean but i'm saying that because a lot of people listening might not be believers might not understand god is in heaven he sent his son to walk the earth and he left and when he departed, he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And he sent someone, the person of the Holy Spirit. And it says in 2 Corinthians 13, 4, and I love this verse, the grace, which you mentioned, of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the, of Holy, the Spirit. Holy Spirit be with you all. So think about it. Yes, There's the Trinity. The yeah. grace of the Lord Jesus. Why is it appointed to Jesus? Because we see God's love walking the earth 2,000 years ago that whoever believes is forgiven. And then we see it's the love of God. God sent him. And then it's this communion and fellowship. You know what me and Pastor Sean are doing right now? We're fellowship and we're communion. If we didn't talk, we wouldn't be doing that. So that tells you there's some kind of interaction with this person of the Holy Spirit. Yes. My wife's mom passing away, she needs that interaction. Peace, grace, mercy. She needs to be encouraged. But there's moments and times that I believe, I was at a church this, this weekend in Texas, very prophetic church. And at the end of service, we were praying. I stopped and prayed with people and I literally felt like God was saying things to me. Is he giving me new scriptures? No, he will never add to right. the canon. It was done in 70 AD. Or, you know, whenever they recorded it, as it got to yeah. the time after that. But for us, now today, to be in a church where God might say, I feel your call to Texas. I feel your call to here. Most of my walk has been people, I talk all the time. It's funny about Katy Perry's parents. I know if you were in the service that time, but when her parents, the Hudsons came and yeah. spoke at the sanctuary, yeah. I hadn't left America in nine years. I was just becoming a citizen. I couldn't leave. You know, there's a dad with the baldy head and he delivers it all like 60s style. And he's going to say a lot of things. He's just talking he starts speaking in tongues, which by the way, the Bible says he who speaks in a tongue speaks to God, not to man, because yeah. no one understands. No one under if you took him. every right. human that's ever lived, no one can understand whatever is being said right then. Right. He's speaking and I love it. Okay, this is interesting what's going to happen. The mom stands up, begins, and you were probably there. Atmosphere change began to rhyme, said to me, Brian, um, I barely knew them, just getting to know them, Brian. You're going to have a ministry overseas. You're going to travel to Australia. Boo, 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 boo. I'd never been to Australia. I was not even a citizen yet. I couldn't leave the country. I was on probation. Within two weeks, I get a phone call for an event in Australia. And within three or four weeks, my citizenship shows up and I'm on my way to Australia. That was a nudge from God just affirming what I was to do. That's as big wow. as it gets. And it glorifies awesome. God. And a lot of words came yeah. forth there. I'd say that. Right. So... I know we went over that's a little awesome. bit more in time on how long you've got, no, but it, no, no, that's fine. Yeah. That's that's really cool. I just think that's uh, relevant to hear yes. in the heart of someone I yes. trust unpacking that. Yeah, so. that's that's awesome. And I think it's like I was going to say, like recently, what's interesting is I've been um, studying um, ancient church history, like the first few centuries. It's just been really speaking to me, mm. just the early church context of what they fought for, what they died for. And what they were persecuted for was really, was really the deity of Christ, um, mm. and the the Trinity, the, the 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 theology of Father, yeah. Son, and Holy Spirit. They're all from the same essence, mm -hmm. and who Jesus was. Mm -hmm. They did not 
fight for much more than that. Yeah. And what it's showing me is, and what it's really showing me is that uh, the unity in the body of Christ must be around what is essential. Mm-hmm. And that is essential. Yeah. Anything contrary to that, it, we, we, when we're contrary to those things, the early church fathers yeah. died for, fought for, and had to, the, the canon of scripture was yeah. the result of heresy. They had yeah. to seal it because hmm. the heresies were contrary to yeah. apostolic success. So, so it was required of them. Mm-hmm. We got to seal this to keep heresy out. Yeah. So, so we as believers in this generation, we got to understand that that what we're standing on mm-hmm. is not a. It, it's really a few things. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's simple. Yeah. And it is as Paul told the Corinthian church. I did look, and he's talking to a church where they had a bunch of gifts of the spirit operating. Yeah. And all kind of sin operating too. Yep. So spiritual gifts aren't a testament of spiritual maturity they were immature the only thing they had right was giving right (laughs) yeah so spiritual gifts are a part of it but they do not they do not equate to spiritual depth or maturity Mm -hmm. they equate to grace yep yeah (laughs) should people operate in spiritual gifts be mature yes but does that mean they are no Mm -hmm. (laughs) look at corinthians yeah that's why paul tried to get in that one phrase in Corinthians, he says, I yeah. didn't want to know anything among y'all because y'all are crazy, yeah. right? I, I, I'm adding a couple of words there. But yeah, he yeah, said, yeah. I didn't want to know anything among you except Christ. Jesus yeah. Christ and him crucified. Yep. yep. And, 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 as, and he said to them as well, as the serpent deceived Eve hmm. from the simplicity yeah. that is in Christ, yeah. the singleness, I believe, yeah. If we, regardless of our camp denomination methodology, Amen. if we focus on him alone, we won't be so rigid or liberal in yeah. secondary hmm. doctrines slash methodologies because they're yeah. secondary to begin with. It is Christ and the Lordship of who yeah. he is hmm. and who God is period him and I him mean, crucified is what he says and it says these signs will follow those who believe so the signs are coming after the fact someone trusts in him and he says you can't even say jesus is lord without the holy spirit of god right so it's all at work in that yes yeah but the spirit a lot of people come to church and say well i was really ignored well it's been said the most ignored person in this church Nice. Is the Holy Spirit. Yeah, we just did a series <laughs> called The Forgotten God. I, it's a play off of a book that was written. I don't think I read yeah. the book. Yeah. It's a Francis we, Chan's book. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was. I didn't read it. Yeah. Uh, not that I wouldn't. I did. I just, he didn't go into the gift, though. Yeah. No, yeah. So, but I, yeah. So we, we, we did a just did a series called The Forgotten God on the Ministry of the Holy Spirit. So mm. I don't, we don't have a corner on the market of that. It's kind of the, the environment <laughs> I grew up in was spirit filled. It was the gifts of spirit. So that's what I grew up in. But we build on Christ the cornerstone. Amen. If we authentically do that, yeah. gifts will operate. Mm. If we authentically do that, yeah. order will be there. I think yeah. even in the, look, I come from spirit filled culture. So you could call me all that stuff, bro. Charismatic, spirit filled. Yeah, but you're not running around screaming, throwing right, right, right. chairs, pushing but, but people that's over. I, you're, yeah, right, right, you're, right. you're waiting on the Lord and, and right. you're, you're delivering it with authority. Right. Because even scripture, you know, it talks about the para, that's him and yes. him with yes. you. Yes. It talks about what? The epi, yeah. him upon you. 
So you have these three kind of prepositions of him. So he's always in us because he's he's sealed us. He walks us and leads us, but there's times he arrives on you where he wants to demonstrate something and am I available? Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, he fell on Pentecost, but mm-hmm. later on, exact language use, he had not fallen on them. Mm-hmm. What do you mean he just fell? You mean mm-hmm. he's going to fall again? Yes, manifest and make himself known to those people. Yep. He is here, but he fell on them. Mm. He is in all things contained by nothing, mm. but he fell there. Yeah. What does that mean, right? Yeah. That he made himself <laughs> known. God, God, he's here, but he fell. Like two different mm-hmm. verbs. And Jesus like said it, he's like yeah. the wind. He told Nicodemus. Yeah. So yeah. it's always yes. blowing, but it doesn't always yeah. arrive on people. Yeah. So Right. And and so I think what, um, yeah, uh, yeah, you don't know where it comes from or where it goes. So is everyone born of the spirit. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, but I think, and I, I'll say this, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll stop, but let me just say this is like, that's the world I come from. Yeah. Okay. Like seeing my uh, casting devils out of my friends. Mm-hmm. So very much what you would call a demonstrative spiritual environment in church. Yeah. From yeah. my, like, so where I got saved, it was a little more nominal, like the yeah. Calvary Chapel, right? Yeah. But I was reached there, mm-hmm. but I got planted in a Pentecostal church. Yeah. So speaking in tongues, gifts of the spirit, deliverance, all that, it was very, it was, it was more demonstrative, if I mm-hmm. could say that, right? Yeah, it, it was just, demonstrated while Calvary right. Chapel, because of the size the church has gone, yeah, yeah. I mean, they just, put it in the back room or at altars yes. still at times in but right. it was almost an afterglow. It was, which is it was fine just different. Again. It's their method, it was, yeah. It was a method, okay? Yeah. But here, this is what I wanted to say is I think in the world I even come from, I feel like the danger of of the way we've done things is we've built subcultures around that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, we can flow and do what we do, but I, I can I I'll speak as one, as a yeah. charismatic, yeah. that we have we have taken secondary and made it primary. It, it's not does your church all speak in tongues or are you all filled? It's yeah. is Christ crucified if you confess them as Lord, where you sit pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, where you I sit. Don't with what exactly. I don't even know. I don't even know. My eschatology, bro, is a question mark. <laughs> I have COVID. a video from John Piper. <laughs> I asked him a question. He sent me a video and said, Brian, I'm gonna go to my grave unsure of where I sit on Romans on him, Daniel nine twenty four and so forth. Yeah. We don't know the time or the seasons. I think we've used spiritual (laughs) gifts to fill in mystery. Leave the mystery alone. Amen. Don't you don't need to prophesy somebody to get married. Marriage is about the human will choosing someone and God blessing, right? Like and and then same with eschatology. Get I mean, how many books are written about something we how many millions and billions could have Mystery. gone to missions? And yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. So, so what I'm saying is, like, in just studying mm-hmm. early church history, it's really just really. I'll be honest with you. Through COVID, I'll end with this, and yeah. through just God leading me to really study early church history <laughs> and our fathers, our the ancient church world or the mm. orthodox world of what we base what we every denomination bases mm-hmm. what they believe on is is what really matters. And uh, my wife would tell you this too, through COVID and all this, our faith has truly been refined and being Amen. refined because a lot of stuff through COVID, I think for us, it's exposed what is culture yeah. in church and what is Christ. And a lot of 
Hmm. Speaking from the denominational world or the methodology I came up in, yeah, there's a lot in there that is culture. It's not Christ. Yeah, it's yeah. Co- and, and I'm not doctrines saying it's of man or traditions or, or yeah. just it's a method. Yeah, let yeah. like it's and you're it's not saying not that, that to it's bash all, it. You're no, just it's saying, not bad. Yeah, but it's it's not. It's not the relevance. Sacred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. So, sacred. So let sacred the word. <laughs> The Holy Spirit and Christ. And I feel like if, because, you know, Ephesians 4, there's one faith, one Mm. Lord, one God and Father of all who's Mm. in you all. Like that, it's talking about the unity of the body of Christ. And look at, we've muddied the water in the early church. When Paul wrote to Ephesus in Asia Minor, he was saying, you guys are unifying around the wrong stuff. Mm -hmm. It is Christ. He said, Ephesians 4, he said, there is Endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. Amen. What are we unifying around? One Lord, mm-hmm. one faith, one baptism, <laughs> one God and Father of all who's all who is of, of yeah. all who's in you all. Pastor Sean's, nothing- about, Pastor Sean's about to start preaching. And this is what, yeah, you know, I'm this sorry. is what okay, I, I no, no, no. I was hoping because I because here's why it's so relevant to me. I want people to tune into the skaters to hear about the virginity thing to all the rest. But it's also something to see two brothers from totally different worlds. I mean, England and where you're, you know, over here in the US and everything. But we're totally unified in Christ. And for Mm -hmm. those who will listen and say, guys, part of why these podcasts even exist is because God planted you to watch this on YouTube or to hear it. Because the most important thing is Pastor Sean is saying, God loves you. So, Pastor Sean, what would you just say to people? Why do they need Jesus, or what do you want to know about your relationship with Him that they need? You know. Yeah, I mean, I would say that. Uh, I mean, give it all. Like, don't. Mm-hmm. I, I would surrender. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. It doesn't matter what it. I don't care. I, I could be talking to a church. I could be talking to a pastor right now. I could be talking to somebody's yeah. been saved their whole life. But we never stop surrendering. Like, I think we, we kind of feel like we plateau and we're like here and we're, we're, we're solid in our faith. But no, if you have not been broken lately, like we're missing something. If, if there's something <laughs> we have not surrendered, like mm. nothing. What about that attitude toward your spouse? What about mm-hmm. that, 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 that. You speaking st- to me? That stubbornness, <laughs> that pride. I don't, you know, I'm talking to myself. Know, like, I'm just saying this relationship with Christ is is living it. he mm. you know he he walks with us he is he is Emmanuel God mm. with us the holy spirit Amen. like you are a guardian of the divine seed paul told timothy keep what has been committed to your trust um mm. if you're if you know our heart is soil to god yeah. like yeah. so this this relationship we are in yeah. uh, with God in Christ. Mm. Uh, I, I mean, what's God putting his finger on? What is mm. he telling you through the word, through yeah. a dream, through the preaching of the word? Like, yeah. God, what what's next, Lord? Where are you leading me? Like I said before, I've been serving God for a little bit of time here. Now, lead pastor, I'm telling you over the last year and a half, my faith mm. has been refined like never before. My perspective of mm. what is the kingdom, what is my role as a believer mm. has shifted. It has cleared um, uh, like my sight of, okay, that's culture, that's Christ. Mm. You know, and I think we've called culture Christ 
and and in the church as leaders mm-hmm. and it's like okay that's cool do it do your thing but mm-hmm. that is a method it is so just i would say yeah. this surrender and be open to jesus amen um we have not arrived yeah. we I, I was gonna I, say that paul yeah. said we've not yet arrived or living in out but guys i want you to hear what pastor sean's saying to the Christian, he just spoke, but to the unbeliever, are you hearing God's voice? Have you mm-hmm. heard of two sinners who became saints because of the free gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ? He died for you. He loves you. He cares for you. Pastor Sean is a pastor because God's appointed him to reach more people. This podcast exists for the same reason. I hope for those skaters and even if there's some rollerbladers out there, you will confess him as Lord, come to know that. Get planted in the church and dig into God's word. The same way you read Escape Magazine, we read the Bible to hear of our loving Father's call. We walk in the power of the Holy Spirit to lead us like a GPS system. But Pastor Sean, what's the... What's the link to your church? How can they look you up? How can they get a hold of you online? Then we'll pray. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I'll pray. Yeah. So yeah, Hopeland Church. So um, we're on social media. So our Instagram for Hopeland Church is at hopeland.church. Mm. And uh, yeah, we gather in person every Sunday at 11 right here in Boyle Heights. Um, and we're, uh, we, we have our online gatherings. We call them gathering services. Mm. Um on Facebook, we premiere them at 7.39 and 11 every Sunday. Mm. And so that's where we're at. We're right here um, in this community, have a real heart for this actual neighborhood. And we're super involved and engaged with other organizations in it, mm. the YMCA and the high school across the street. So yeah, Hopeland Church, um, my wife and I, I love this community and we're here. So I'll pray for you guys. Amen. Thank you. All right. Father, we just uh, thank you, Lord, for everybody tuning in. I just pray in Jesus name that they've been changed and not because of anything we've said or done or because of who we are, but because of the Christ in us. I pray that Lord, we um, Lord have not spoken. I pray that Lord, it is Christ that has spoken Mm -hmm. through us. I pray that we didn't speak to just people but we spoke to the Christ in them. I, I pray that we, uh, Lord, through this, have drawn and led people yes, to Christ man. to go deeper and to uh, find our roots, Lord, deeper in Him. Lord, I pray that, Lord, just as the Paul said, Him we preach. Lord, mm-hmm. if we've said anything that did not glorify Your name, Lord, forgive us. If we've communicated anything that was contrary to your heart mm. and who you are, God, we we turn from that and we pray that what we have said mm. plants the true heart of God the, that imparts a spiritual gift, imparts Christ to others. Jesus, I pray, yes, is glorified through this conversation in the hearts and lives of people in mm. Jesus' name. Amen. Well, guys, I'm going to put all the links for Pastor Sean, his church, community, what he's doing online. Go over and let him know if this ministered to you. I know we think it doesn't matter, but I'll tell you, when I'm landing from a flight and I get five or so messages because God spoke through some episode that we filmed two years ago and it encouraged your marriage or that verse that your grandma read to you. But guys, 1 Corinthians 1.18 says, The message of the cross is foolishness to those that are perishing, but to us... 
to me, to Pastor Sean, to whoever believes. It's the power of God. Guys, we love you. Thank you. Keep sharing it, getting it out. And BrianSumner.net for more. Thank you, brother. I'll make my way up there soon, and we'll hang out and give your wife hugs and kisses from us. Love you guys all. Amen. All right. Thank you. Love you, man. Thanks for having me. It was an honor. Of course. Amazing. Amazing.